This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371. Packer and Durham, back on the patio, the porch, call it whatever you want. I call it paradise. <laughs> Look at Courtney. Can't get any better than this. Courtney's hanging out. Courtney Banghart. Hey, how nice is this? I huh? mean, Lamilia Island. Is this like the day. meeting rooms? Is this what the inside of the meeting room looks this like? Is, this is just me all day. Yeah, just sitting back, rolling. <laughs> yeah. Um, this has been a different landscape for meetings. First yeah. of all, they're in person, which is original, right? Yeah. Okay. The second thing is... How much of it is basketball and how much of it is all the other stuff around basketball? NIL, portal, things like that. When the women's basketball, and by the way, one of the best leagues in the country, when you guys get in that room, how much of this is basketball and how much of it is the ancillary things of basketball? You know, I actually think we did a good job keeping the main thing the main thing. Okay. Really, I mean, I think figuring out how to ensure that the best basketball conference is recognized as such. Right, and what are our, what's our footprint and what's our narrative in that way, both with TV and with social and just marketing in general. Um, got a little bit into the, the net and how to position ourselves so that we can have a little bit more hosting opportunities and, and things like that. So we actually did kind of keep the main thing the main thing for most of the day. No, everybody's used NIL almost like it's an anti, right? It's great for the student athlete. Tell me what's great about NIL. You know, I think I, there's a lot of things, right? These kids are learning how to pay taxes, right? <laughs> they're learning how to um, market themselves. They're having to think about what 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 matters to them, right? And and, and what they want that to look like. Um, I also think it's though it's it's being a little bit overstated at times on the women's side about you know people are posting these things that sometimes all that that de deal includes is, is a couple free sweatshirts, right? And mm -hmm. so. We just want to make sure that we're being mindful of where is their legitimate opportunities for marketing value. And, and same thing I tell our guys, just keep the main thing the main thing. The better you are, the more marketable you are. Yeah. Um, now, there's other parts about this and the extra years and all these other things that, that I still struggle with. Mm. I really struggle with things like what Carly Littlefield went through. Yeah, that was brutal. I, I really struggle with the idea that because something happened somewhere else and you awarded all these free years, there's not this additional year available, yeah. even when somebody wants it. Now, Paul Atkinson at Notre Dame, he elects to do something else and he right. transferred from an Ivy. She transfers from an Ivy, wants to play again. It's, I, I don't get that, Courtney. I don't either. And you know, I feel like as a, in a way, because I was so hopeful that once everybody really understood the argument, that it would be, it would be resolved. She missed out on the draft. She missed out on training camps because she didn't want to run the risk of if she is granted that year that she wouldn't get to have it. So, you know, I think it came down to fatigue. I think they were tired of looking at all the, uh, all the people that were saying this or that. But the fact of the matter is, is that she stayed in school. Okay. Um, and the Ivy League canceled athletics for that year. And so that, that was her COVID year, right? And she didn't get to play through a COVID year. Um, and so we were arguing that she's in a two-year business program that she should get that year back. And I, I don't understand the, the no. I really don't. Okay. Um, and she's a great kid, and, and she's taking it in stride. Okay. All right, big picture. I mean, we, 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 for all week, we've talked about transfer portal, yeah. name, image, and line. There's so many issues going on here. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to ask you, can the genie be put back in the bottle, because that's impossible. Mm -hmm. But what can we do to fix things in the short term? You know, I think a big part of it is we don't run from a challenge, right? I think we teach our guys that when there's a challenge, you roll your sleeves up and you get, get right at it, right? And so we just got to roll our sleeves up and figure out this new space and, and auto-correct where we can and, and guardrails where we can and, and try to keep the faith that it's, it's impact. We're, we're building leaders and we're, we're mentoring young women in our case, um, and that's important.
and all this other stuff are, has made our job a little bit more difficult. It's made it a little bit more like you're a general manager at times <laughs> and all of that. Um, to, to say it nicely, uh, but it, it's also, it's the work we're doing is important. And I just try to say, roll our sleeves up and we'll have to figure out the, the rest of it as we go. You always find such great examples of leadership, great examples of, you know, just things that have happened mm -hmm. in, in the world period. How do you talk to kids today mm. about the principles of this thing? I mean, Pac always says, you know, where, where's the education? Where's graduation yeah. rates? Where's the, and I'm with that. I. I mean, the main thing, the main thing, well, that was get the degree, right? Yeah, yeah. So where do you begin conversations with people that want to be in part of your program, be it via the portal, be it just traditional recruiting? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you remind them that happiness is that, that um, part of the decision-making process that it is often left out, right? They'll have these lists and these Venn diagrams of like all these different things they've got to factor in. And it's like, I always ask them, where's the happiness? And they'll look at me kind of like, oh, and I said, I would just, in life, if you follow happiness, the rest kind of takes care of itself. Yeah. Um, and then when they get there, you know, you're, they're constantly feeling bombarded by the challenges, of course, and you just remind them that you came here because this is where, we, this is where you were happiest. Find that, you yeah. know, keep that, shine that. Um, so I, I think we, I, I lead in that, in that space a lot. Mm. You know, I mentioned, Wes just said it, but I always keep talking about, you know, for the last eight, 10 months, we've talked about NIL, and I don't hear the word education ever discussed. Totally. For somebody given your background mm -hmm. from an educational standpoint, is that painful to you even more so than maybe just a, a regular fan or somebody that's got a college degree? I mean, you, you know, when you're an yeah. Ivy League graduate, I mean, yeah. that's a special place. Yeah, you know, I think when, so when the NIL became a possibility, some of the questions recruiters would ask is, you know, what are you going to do for me with the NIL space? And that allowed me right away to get into the education of it, right? That what I'm going to do is I'm going to get you an education that you will not leave with any debt, right? And and. And we, what I will do is I will help you think through the possibilities of whether that's through camps or through social media or in a way in which to monetize if you're worth something to somebody, right? right. Um, but I, I sort of started it right away when it was like, what are, what are you going to do for me? It was like, well, there's a lot of things I'm going to do for you. Let's start with talking about those things. It's great, right? And your, what your degree looks like matters, you know? Um, and then along the way, some opportunities that present themselves, I'm going to be right by your side and figure that out. Hmm. It's... Uh God, it's an unbelievable landscape, isn't it? Yeah. And it just went like that. Totally. I feel like it was year one, I was learning how to kind of figure this place out. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Right? And then year two was COVID, right? Yeah. And then year three, you think I should have this thing rolling, right? But now it's a totally different rule book, right? It's just like, um, so it's, it's kind of that Darwin quote, right? I mean, it's not the survival of the fittest. It's survival of, of, of who, who can adapt, right? And so I'm just, I feel like it's just, if I'm looking for solid footing and I'm looking for a system that I can repeat and recycle, it's not the right profession. Okay, I want to pivot to the games and I want to pivot to the league because you guys sit in that room and you say you want to get the net and the marketing and all the other angles together. Mm -hmm. Arguably one of the most successful years for this league in women's basketball. Mm -hmm. A team went to the Final Four. We'd hoped to have more than one. Came close. Took double overtime to get there, so to speak. What would be your hope as a coach of a team that has made success in the mm -hmm. ACC in the last couple of years? Hope for me or hope for, for the, the league? For the league, yeah. I mean, I think we've got to continue. I remember back when I was in the Ivy League when Maryland was in the ACC at the time and Maryland's playing Duke in the national championship game, yep. right? I mean, I think there's enough talent um, in our players and in our, in our school support, support we get from our schools and, and from our talented coaches. We can have multiple teams sort of carrying um, carrying this this game in a positive light so 
you know, I, I just, I'd like us to not play each other until the very poss last possible second yeah. so that we can advance as many as possible. As far as putting a roster together, we've heard it from football yeah. coaches, men's basketball it's coaches, tricky. and now you're living the dream too, if you yeah. will. <laughs> I, I mean, how ridiculously difficult has this become? Yeah, you know, I think it's, it's you can't, something you can't plan for, right? You could say, okay, well, we didn't lose, we lost one kid total in 16 years as being a head coach, right? But we've gotten two grad transfers in each of the last two years, We're working on some of that now. I mean, it's just the ebb and flow of your roster. You just have to kind of treat each year like it is a single entity, right? Your culture, you want to make sure it's connected and, it, and there's a, a foundation and a tradition that, that, that exists. But really, it, it, the whole idea of like you start as a freshman and you kind of work your way and then you learn a little bit more and then you now start to shine and then you succeed, it's like you can't, that's not a given anymore. It's kind of with this opportunity for people to move along, there's an expectation that you'll perform. And Courtney, there's obviously an onus to get high school players, right? Really good high school players. But you've got to be able to sprinkle in the transfer portal when necessary. Mm -hmm. But you can't live in the transfer portal though, can you? Some are. But can you? Oh, I don't know. Does that know. make sense? For, for me, I, I just have really fallen in love with the process of building leaders and, and people finding, stretching their limits over time. Um, and so I think in that way, I need a little more time with them than the episodic, you know, in and out. Um, but at the same time, I think everybody, you know, as soon as you say you're not going to do something, you're probably going to get run by, right? You've got to be open to, to what this whole, how this whole thing works. And, um, you know, you, you do the right thing by people and usually it works out. That's where I'm going to live. The, the trick of this and the treat of our program is, Mark says it, and I agree totally, it's student athletes are star of the show. You've got great kids. Awesome. Yeah. They're I mean, so you've got to be so proud of the kind of the kid in the program you're developing. There, For right? sure. Yeah, just awesome kids that are committed to the right things, play the game the right way, have galvanized our student, our student support, our fans are totally love them, our donors are behind it. I mean, they've really, they've taken this program and, and what's across their chest matters. But um, yeah, it's been, I just love them all. They're a lot of work because they're, 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 they're kids, you know, but yeah. But it's kind of cute. I never knew you guys' first names, but you both called each other your first name in this conversation. I kind of know you as Packard this and Durham. This would be Wes. Yeah. <laughs> I would be Mark. I know, and you guys call each other that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. The whole you rest of the world just calls you Packard and Durham, like uh, one name. It's just like one thing. Yeah, uh, Courtney, let true. me tell you something. Uh, we've been called so many things that we are, we, we're, <laughs> we're bound to sure agree to just about is. anything at this point in time. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I was just a little just uh, jarring that you guys just. I thought you were drawn by the fact Pack had on Carolina Blue today. Well, that's a given. He wears it every day. You guys just don't know that. <laughs> Everybody. If God wasn't a Tar Heel fan, why is the oh, sky? Oh, here we go, the 70s line. Huh? Why, why is the sky the Carolina blue? You, you, you don't have to sell me. I, I, got, I got the blue on. You I don't have to sell, sell anybody. Yeah, you you just sell. Like, yeah. I want to go back to recruiting a second. Yeah. <laughs> when you go to a high school mm -hmm. student, right, they're home, is the NIL trickled down to a high school family oh, now boy. where they're now talking about, well, that's great. We know what the institution's all about, great quality education. We know all the games yeah. you've won championships. But what's in it for me? Has it reached that point now when you do that? Yeah, I think the opportunity that, it, that the NIL could provide, there's something that's sexy to that, right? And I think there's something like, what are you going to do for me? How's that going to work for me? And you remind them that your performance is tied into your marketability, right? And so I think there's, it's, it's a lot of this question of I, I, how does this work and how, how is it going to work for me? which is a pretty easy answer. The better you are, the easier it's going to be for you to monetize on your value, right? right? And, um, but yeah, I think sometimes they ask it because it's the buzzword, they don't really know what that means. So we just remind them that if you're good at hoop, you now will make money for being able to be good at hoop. If you're not good at hoop, 
we're going to have a lot of problems. The least of which is going to be that you're, you're, you're not going to be highly marketable in the NIL space. But it's prevalent, though, now in, oh, the, yeah. in the high school world that, hey, that's now part of the deal. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And the honesty, I always challenge kids that any coach is t giving you guarantees, they're not in it for the right reasons, and they're lying. You know, it's a, technically, your marketability is tied into your performance, and no one's going to know how you're going to perform. Yeah. You've got you to work to it. This is a nice day, Pac, right? It it's is. a nice day to have a boat. Boat. Out on the water. Has anybody got a boat? You know anybody with boats? I, I know someone who has a boat who asked you guys to help me name it. And you're I so far, still, you're Ofer. You know. Ofer? <laughs> oh, we're Ofer on the boat name. You're Ofer on the boat name. Whoa, 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 You know, I asked you for the walk-up, and you gave me you too. Yeah. Right? And so I threw a couple titles, and you you were lukewarm, and I read you. Yeah. And you're like, you're not packing. You didn't really hit the nerve on that one yet. Right. So I'm still working on that. Okay. I have not given up on you. Okay, thank you. What about you? You've for, given up? What? He's actually told me heartfelt. He's still thinking about boat names. title. See, Wes, what Wes does is make fun of me. But yeah, but he hasn't well, he's yeah. the one to cable. Totally. I mean, I would always I go with the failing. world famous. Right, but you're going to say you're in it with I me. Fail, you are in it with I me. I learn. From I always failure. go with the world famous Back to the Future license plate. Out of time. Why would I do that? Out of time. That's the license plate for Back to the Future. I've Michael never seen Back to the Future. I think it's just coming out in theaters in New Hampshire now. Like I missed it. You never saw Back to the Future? Never. Holy cow. Oh, my gosh. Right in front of my very eyes. Yeah, right here. Never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good movie to enjoy. I've Michael heard. J. Fox is good. He's made some money doing yeah, that movie. A dollar or two. Yeah. yeah. No, I've, no. So the boat's good, even though it boat's doesn't awesome. have a name? Boat is awesome. There's something right about a boat in the water. And yeah. Me. And me. The and three you. of those things work well together. The phone doesn't work. There's I'm no actually thinking about getting a jet ski. So you can, one of you can worry about now naming see, that one, there too. we go. Jet skis. It's just easier to take out. You won't mind if I just stay right here. Because you know area. his world, Cause the second the big toe hits the water, you're the visiting team. That's my theory. I'll get it. Well, here's what happens. Uh, you go out amongst them, yeah. out in the ocean. Something goes haywire. Your food. So you're afraid of the water. I, I'm afraid of the ocean. I'm sad for you. I don't know what else I mean, to say. That's okay. It's okay. You're yeah. not the only one. This, Believe me. This is upset I, I, look, for you. I look deep in my wife's eyes every night, and I feel the same <laughs> coming, to, coming back. The birds are flying through here. Yeah. I mean, my wife is, looks at me in the same way and goes, you know, I really love you, but boy. But I just, my boat is on a lake. That's bad. No sharks. I, I'm cool with lakes. Yeah. I can live for with lakes. For the most part. Yeah. The ocean is the different. We took our team whitewater rafting before the season, and now, a, couple of, a couple was awesome in West Virginia. And a couple of our team, a couple of my players were like, "Coach, I don't know how to swim," and I said, "That should be an irrelevant statement. I don't want to swim. I know how to swim, but if I'm going whitewater rafting, the goal is to not be in the water; it's to stay on the raft." Yeah, but you got to be prepared. And two of the kids who can't swim, they fell off the raft. Because <laughs> when you get to a four or five, guess what happens? You yeah. can flip. Then it's a whole different animal. Yeah, they fell. They were in a life jacket. I, we're good. Again, the visits with Courtney <laughs> Banghart are incredible. <laughs> well, awesome. she said, you know, she talked about survival. I hey, know, you flip in a boat, you figure out real quick how to swim. Yeah. Okay. Right? Appreciate you for giving us for Greensboro. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, look at me. Thanks for the a little bit upgraded in your in your studio here. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney Banghart coaches Carolina's women's basketball team. Fabulous as always. Stay tuned. More Packer and Durham from Amelia Island still to come on the Atlantic Coast Conference Television Network. This is the Packer and Durham podcast.
Packer and Durham on the patio with our man Seth Greenberg. Oh, look at this. Man, beautiful day. Uh, Lovely here in Amelia Island. Huh? This is the I look. Mean, this, is, this, I mean, this is it. I mean, I would have worn shorts, but I don't think people want to see my legs. No, no, no. You're good. You're doing fine. You think? Doing fine. All right, that's good. You know, I, if you're not doing fine <laughs> in May, like when you were coaching, if you weren't doing good in May, you, you know what? You were having issues. But you know what? Today, the way the world is. A lot of guys aren't doing well in May. <laughs> listen, I can think of worse places to be than a million yelling. Oh, right? I mean, come on, it's phenomenal. a great place to be. But how about the world of college sports right now, Seth? It's really crazy. It is in flux, to say the least. Uh, I think everyone is trying to find their way. And I'm not sure there is a way, because until the NCAA, and we've talked about this before, takes a direction and a stand on name, image, likeness in relation to the transfer portal, it is what it is. You know, you sit and talk to the coaches and, you know, they obviously have to be very careful because, you know, they've got to support NIL because if they don't, it impacts recruiting. Sure. But there's a difference between NIL and pay for play. And and I think that right now we're at a crosshairs of finding a happy medium that's best for all parties. Okay. If I were to ask you, though, the number one topic in the basketball coaches meetings and Josh Pastner indicated this. It's about how can we get more teams to the NCAA tournament. That's still got to be the goal of the Atlantic Coast Conference. You got to get more than five next year, right? Yeah, and it's it's real simple. First of all, the league should celebrate the success of the season this past year. Sure. All right, celebrate the Elite Eight. Celebrate the Final Four. Celebrate the championship games. Celebrate the players that are coming back. Yep. Because that's the way you get more than five teams. You know, I think that we've got to celebrate this spring this summer this fall these players that are coming back uh in the acc right that have the ability to position the league to get seven eight and nine teams in the tournament so what look what happened last year i think it's an anomaly i mean didn't get it done in non-conference sure at the end of the season there are a lot of teams playing at a high level but the non-conference hurt them in terms of building your resume and when you have a team like North Carolina that I think they had one or two quad one wins you know going into the tournament it hurt them the league at the end of the season there were a lot of teams playing at a really high level that would have won games in the NCAA tournament yeah but unfortunately early in the season those teams were a work in progress Seth you know this time last year Wes and I are doing a show and we kept talking about, boy, I keep seeing the transfer portal. I see a lot of guys leaving. I don't see a whole lot of guys coming in the league. This year, it feels completely different. Yeah. You mentioned, I mean, we can talk about North Carolina and, yeah. you know, Hubert sitting there loving life with four of his five starters back and so forth. But it's more than just North Carolina. Virginia's got everybody Every back. Night. Tony's done a nice job recruiting. They've hit the transfer portal. It does feel different. And I know we're still fresh off a great march sure. for the league, but it feels different top to bottom in the league now as opposed to 365 days ago. Pac, don't you think at first people are trying to figure out the portal? I think, and I, and I, I joke about this, I think the SEC lived in the transfer portal more prior, so they were more acclimated. The ACC really never had to really rely on transfers. But now when everyone becomes a free agent, you've got to... F- Basically, I, I don't think you can live in the portal to build your team, but you can live in the portal to fit and find the right pieces, the missing pieces, the Brady Mannix of the world. Mm. That can all of a sudden take your team to a very good, from a good team to a team that can make a deep run. And I think the league has learned 
from last year to fill in the holes. Like, the ACC is going to attract the best high school players in the country. But you're still going to have some voids, and, you know, and you've got to either do a couple of ways. Either player development, retention and player development still got to be a big part of it. And then the next part of that is obviously transfer portal. And, but it can't be just to acquire talent. It's got talent that fits, fill in your needs. And I think that's what, you know, that's what we've seen by the right teams. But like P.J. Hall coming back. Well, I mean, like, that's a huge gift. Oh, my God. I mean, I mean you know, that's, that's a huge statement, quite honestly. Just so, like Dane Goodwin coming back at Notre Dame. I yeah. mean, guys that have proven they can do it in a, the ACC. Exactly. Winning players in the ACC, that more importantly, and I, I talk to a lot of young coaches, and they're all trying to rebuild their programs. A lot of guys get, get these jobs, and they're trying to build a program through the portal. You've got to have a foundation. You've got to have an identity. You've got to have a culture. You've got to have someone who's going to help your incoming players, whether they're transfers or freshmen, understand who you are and how you win, understand what's expected to be a winning player at that institution. So. Yeah. You know, I think that I think the league is going about it in a really good way. I think the coaches are going about it in a real good way. Uh, I think there's good additions. I think Kenny Payne's going to be a great addition to the league. I think he's going to do not a good job. He's going to do a, a great job. And the depth of the league will be back to where it always is. I really believe that. All right, but from that coaching perspective, you mentioned Kenny Payne. Obviously, John Shire now takes the reins at Duke. We saw Hubert Davis. Uh, Earl. You know, there, there are all sorts of other little nuances here. Earl Grant did a great yeah, job. Great. I think he did a great job getting Absolutely. his Absolutely. Uh, they played with an edge. They played with a the toughness. They had some success. The coaching transition of this, though, started with Roy, then went to Kay. Leonard, Laranega, Bayheim are still there. So there's still more story to write about that. The league, though, has to get back to where it was in its golden era, if you will, the 19, the 18-19 yeah. situation still kind of looms out there as their last big year right. with the three number ones, right? Yeah, I, I think the transitioning of obviously John Char is recruited at a very high level. Hubert's got his team back, which is really, really important. There's also got to be some leaders that will emerge within the league. Okay. You know, and I, you know, like I, I look at Tony Bennett. I look at Mike Young. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, you know, obviously – there's got to be newer voices in the league. Like, you know, Mike and Roy were strong voices. You know, just because John Shire is coaching at Duke, he doesn't become a voice of the league. He's got to be in there and involved. But, you know, he, in one year, he's not going to be Coach K, where everyone's just going to turn their head and, and wait for him to talk. He's going to do a great job. I right. mean, Hubert, I thought the manner in which Hubert handled the season, not yep. just the Final Four run, like it's when your team's got to go and it's it's easy it's the adversity how he handled the adversity of the yeah. early season and how they you know he got them to redefine playing hard and playing together and competing and doing the things you need to do to win that was that was basically a lesson in coaching i mean that to me that was as impressive a, a job as anyone in the country so there there are, there are coaches that will emerge in this league but it'll take time, and, and you know, Leonard Hamlin's still always going to have a voice. You know, Coach Bayham, as long as he does it, he's going to have a voice. Uh, you know, Jim's going to have a voice. But I think new voices have to emerge as, the, as and new faces of the league have to. Like, it can't go on forever. Yeah, right. So, That's like, it. you know, these guys, I mean, they're, you know, they, they, they put in their time, and, uh, you know, people say, how could Coach K leave? I mean, if he felt it was time... 
it's time. Yep. I mean, and the job is different, though, guys. I mean, you know oh, what I yeah. mean. The job is a different job. Managing your roster, re-recruiting your roster, dealing with NIL, dealing with the transfer portal. Uh, you know, dealing with, I mean, think about this. All, all in our time, the things that in the NCAA, third parties, <laughs> all right, and boosters. <laughs> all right, those are the things that will get you fired. Cash, third parties, and boosters. Now, third parties, boosters, cash. and cash are all part of the recruiting process. And uh, all legit until and all a legit. couple days ago. Uh, <laughs> by the way, you know you mentioned uh, Kay and Roy, and obviously that, that's a big void for college basketball, much less yeah. the, the schools yeah. we're talking about. But, you know, I thought also that Jay Wright, who I expected, you know, Tony Bennett's Jay Wright, it's almost like – Next guard up, guys that have won national yeah. championships to do it with class, dignity, style, yeah. grace, the quality of the student athlete. When Jay Wright walks, to me, that was like the ultimate flag. It was almost like, hey, everybody should take a step back. And I'm not just talking basketball, yeah. I'm talking college sports. Yeah. Losing that quality a guy at that age, at the age of 60, 60 young man. I mean, that's a young dude, quite frankly. Um, I mean, that, that's don't you make any jokes call. about that either. No, no, no. But that that, <laughs> that was a wake up call, though, was it not? I mean, I think yeah. For, I mean, self included. You know, I, I I sat with Jay before they went to the Final Four in New Orleans and and did did a piece with him, and he looked exhausted. Yeah, he went COVID year, Olympics, Hall of Fame, Final Four, a lot to celebrate. Yeah, he looked exhausted, and. Um, you know, again, I have, I have so much respect for him. I, you know, he needed to unplug. Will he plug back in? I don't know, but we're, that's a huge voice for our game. Mm-hmm. A guy to prove you can do it with three- and four-year guys. You yep. can do it by developing talent, retaining talent. You could do it with integrity and class and uh, a culture and identity. Uh, you, know, that was, you know, that was a shock. And, and look, it's not just Jim... And Coach Hamilton, you know, Tom Izzo, how much longer will he decide to do it? Correct. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a generation of coaches that have been as successful as that are, are the faces of the game that are eventually going to be moving on. Uh, is the portal in the NIL going to drive them out? Is free agency? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a chance that you guys are going to stand out. There's a chance by next year that the one-time exception will no longer be a one-time exception. It'll be a year-to-year thing. You imagine if Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL, every year, every player was a free agent? That's a, that could potentially happen in college athletics. That's why we've got to get leadership. And I, I personally believe the leadership starts at the commissioner's level. And that's Correct. why the ACC is in such great shape, I feel, Jim Phillips. The commissioners have access to the presidents. And if we can get the leaders at the commissioner levels together to join together and figure out how do we move forward and then obviously communicate that and sell their presidents on it, I think, you know, we'll find it. We'll find a solution. Look, college basketball, college athletics isn't going anywhere. It might be different, but it's not going anywhere. All right. I want to ask you this because you worked at a lot of different places. You've been head coaches at different places. And I said this a couple times already this week. 
would you be concerned as a former coach and a guy who still follows college basketball that the new structure will be diametrically opposed to the values of the institution? Look, yeah, you know, I love, I mean, I, this is the only thing I've ever done. It's the only thing I know. The thing that bothers me, and we did a podcast with Leonard and, and Izzo a couple of weeks ago, the, the, the biggest thing that bothers me is, like I ask guys, how's recruiting going? Like, no one's talking about education, graduation rates, retention. It's NIL. It's, it's, it's the first thing that you're taught. And, and, and that's not, I don't think that's healthy because in the end, yeah, and it's getting to the league. How many, how many of these guys really get there? 60 oh. guys can get drafted. 40 of, 20 of them going to be international players. That leaves 40. You obviously got the G League. People just don't go over it. We've, we've got to find a way to, to get back to at least valuing education has a value. I, I, I talked to Mike Bray, and, and we were talking about NIL, and I said the greatest thing you have is you can walk into a kid's house and say, when you go to Notre Dame, you have NIL for a lifetime because that brand, that ND, <laughs> is with you for a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. It's there's a value like there's a lifetime value to that degree. Uh, there's a family, a community. We've got to get back to somehow some way putting back the educational component to the parents. Yep. To the parents that like it, it's great that that your son can and your family can benefit from NIL, but at the end of that Besides whatever you made, what, what else are you going to have to show for that experience? And how is that, even the money, like, and we've seen pretty large sums of money. I'll use the number 400,000 becomes 300,000. All right? Well, 300,000 is not lasting your lifetime. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, you're buying a car and you're, pay, you know, and you're doing this and you're doing that. But, you know, what does last your lifetime is your degree. Yeah. Say it all the time. As soon as you step foot on that college campus, that should be the goal, whether you are a great basketball player, football player. Look at Carlos Boozer the other day. Yeah. Great. Exactly right. Come How good was that? Mark Teixeira that, last Mark week. Mark Teixeira. All of them. Yeah. It's amazing, right? I mean, that, that stuff to me is like. That's what it's about. That's yep. what it's about, and, yeah. we, and we've got away from that, unfortunately. Exactly uh, right. Fairways and greens to you, Coach Greenberg, the rest of this summer. I'll be out there uh, tomorrow, yeah, actually, sure at 11 o'clock. That's exactly right. Yes, yes I will. Yeah, I haven't played a lot all weather. You know, this yeah, is the first time I've seen still break sunshine. 80. Finding a way to break 80, Once. so you got your handicap Once. right. All right. Uh, stay tuned. More Packer and Durham <laughs> here on the porch from Amelia Island on ACC Network. Kenny Payne. The new head men's basketball coach, the University of Louisville Cardinals. Pack on deck to make his debut with us when we continue from Amelia Island next on ACC Network. Packer and Durham. Let's welcome the uh, new head basketball coach at the uh, University of Louisville. I'm going to pick up the handy-dandy microphone, and here is Kenny Payne. It's great to see you. How are you? Thank you. Uh, Welcome to Packer and Durham, Coach. Loving it. Yeah. Um, Tell me a little bit about the whirlwind that has been, what, the last six weeks? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a lot. Um, But it's been fun to go back to where it all started from with me and um, be able to help this community 
or try to help this community, to help the state of Kentucky, to help my school, and try to bring back a winning culture where it used to be. I know this much. When we, uh, we carried your press conference live, yeah. and uh, Wes and I had a bet, because uh, <laughs> our show ends at 10, and the press conference was going to begin 10 sharp, and I, we, we've never met. It's the first time we've ever met. Yeah. I told Wes, I said, listen, I don't know Kenny, but everybody says he's a wonderful, gregarious guy. <laughs> and when I saw you walking, because we went long that day on our show, I said, when I saw you walking to the, to the podium, I said, we're not getting out of here until 1030. I said, because Kenny's going to kiss every baby, shake hey, no every doubt. hand. And no you talk doubt. about the ultimate homecoming welcome. I mean, that was a it was point special. of pride, right? I mean, that really was cool. Overwhelming and, and very humbling for that many people to come out and show love and support. When a few years before that, they were <laughs> ready to kill me for being at Kentucky, but uh, just showed the love that I have and and that they, they respect they show me. Kenny, I gotta be honest with you, one of the more emotional pieces that we've seen is <coughs> Nolan coming back now to work with you. Yes. Um, getting to know him a little bit as we have since launching this show on the network and just understanding the ties that you and Derek had. I mean, that, that, had, to be, that had to be almost like being in a time machine a little bit, didn't it? Again, I, I, I can only Words can't put it into description exactly, the emotions. But all I can tell you guys is, Derek Smith, I got what Nolan didn't get. Mm -hmm. uh, I got the whoopings. <laughs> <laughs> I got the yelling. I got the scolding. Um, and Nolan, I think, when Derek passed, was eight years old. Yeah. Um, and so Derek changed my life. And he was very instrumental in everything that I've, ever tried to do, his voice is still with me every day. Yeah. And to bring Nolan on board, um, sort of surreal. Yeah, and you add Danny Manning, who obviously has ties to this league from his work at Wake Forest and growing up in North Carolina, Josh Jameson as well. Putting that staff together, was that as easy as you thought it would be? Was there, what, what kind of challenges <clears throat> did you face in trying to address the things you wanted? Well, it wasn't easy. Uh, some of it was timing. Mm. Um, you'd never think a person like Danny Manning would be available with all that he's accomplished as a player and as a coach. Um, so when, he, when we talked, it was, Kenny, I, I'm not with Maryland right now. <laughs> and I'm like, why? <laughs> What's going on? And he explained it to me, and I said, well, let's meet. Let's talk about it. Mm. Um, didn't take long. Um, I told him what I'm trying to do, how I'm trying to do it, and he was like, I'm on board. All right, let's go. Yeah. Simple. Kenny, there's two teams for me in this league right now. One is Miami in football. Two, no in particular order, it's Louisville in men's basketball. And I, I think it's interesting. we got two new coaches, but the two things that both you and Coach Cristobal at Miami have in common, I don't know how many games you're going to win. All right, but everybody in the conference wants you to win a bunch because these are two great national brands. But both you and Coach Cristobal have really done a great job putting that staff together. And it really does start with that, doesn't it? I mean, that's, that's the foundation. I mean, Louisville basketball is always going to be bigger no matter whatever you do. But it starts with the foundation of having great coaches. Well, for me, you know, to your point, when I thought about how to build this program, the first thing that came to mind was I got to do it with great people, not good people. And great doesn't mean the knowledge of the game. 
is the love for young people. Um, that was first on my list. Second was people that are accomplished. When I'm finished putting this staff together, hopefully there'll be another one or two people that have championship caliber people. So that leaves Nolan has two, Danny has one or two, mm. I have two, um, another person to have one or two. Like, I want kids to be around people that are winners, mm. that, that exemplifies what winning is, and that are humble and loving men. That's the first part. The second part is recruiting high character talent and high end talent. Um, and the character part is first because I just don't want good basketball players. I want great people mm. um, and that are really talented so that I can build a culture. If that takes me a year or two years, yeah. I'll take the hit. But I got to establish a, a culture of winning mentally and physically. Yeah. Well, you're not the first guy to play at one school, go work at the rival, come back to the school. But here's the other trick in this. And we talked about this when your name first surfaced. The value of working for Tom Thibodeau in the NBA could not come at a more premium of a time in college basketball, I don't think, right? Yeah. I mean, I can tell you this. There's not another coach that I've been around that's more thorough. Mm. Um, at times, I thought he spent the night in the gym. <laughs> um, because he was there at 1 and 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, and I was there at 10, 11, 12 o'clock. And I'll be like, is he spending the night there? Yeah. <laughs> but if you, when you're around him and you see what he's doing, there's not a single thing that happens in the basketball game or in the preparation of a practice that he hasn't thoroughly went through. Yeah. And that's pretty refreshing to see because you want to put your guys in the best situation to win. And that's every situation, defensively, offensively, studying other people's games. Um, he just is very thorough. And that, it, it taught me a lot. Coach, I think it's cool right now in our league. I know Jim Beheim's rocking and rolling. You know, he's at the tail end of an incredible career, but he's he's his Syracuse guy. Yeah. You no, know, we saw what Hubert Davis did. He's a uh, Carolina guy. John Shire gets a takeover. He's a Duke guy. Yes. You're taking over at Louisville. You're a Louisville guy. I think when you start talking about the brands in this league, when it comes to basketball, North Carolina, Duke, Louisville, Syracuse. I mean, that are four major league heavyweight national brands. And they're all led by guys that know the landscape. I, I think it's a win-win proposition. It's I really a, do. It's a great situation, not just for those other names, but for me, um, there's pressure with it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a good pressure, um, right? It is a good pressure. And I can't begin to tell you how much the city of Louisville, the businesses in Louisville, the state of Kentucky, how much they've embraced what I'm trying to do. It's been, again, overwhelming and humbling. Uh, I never in a million years imagined so many people would be so entrenched and involved and so excited about me coming back yeah. and trying to change this program around. Well, the best news for all of us is Kenny Payne's at Louisville and the Duncan Cardinal continues to run because that logo is slick now. Yes, We're excited is. to see yes, the Duncan Cardinal. Great to have you with us. Thank you. Thank all right. You. Stay tuned. Final word from... Amelia Allen on day two coming up next on Packer and Durham. Thank you, guys. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham.
Hey, don't forget, uh, tomorrow morning, uh, 7 o'clock, we'll be here for our third and final day at the ACC Spring Meetings in Amelia Island, Florida. A uh, small battleship of people will be on this show tomorrow. Uh, I mean, like a PT boat. We're going to have Jim Phillips, Tony Bennett, Dave Doran, Dave Clawson, Michael Alford, the uh, Florida State Athletics Director, and Josh Pastner, just to name a few, and that's maybe a, more. That's a full show. Yeah, that is a full show tomorrow, 7 o'clock. Packer and Durham live here from the porch outside the Ritz-Carlton. Starting to get used to it, Wes. Got to be honest with you. I mean, I, uh, do, I do miss Chester and Fuller sure. uh, with the sulfur biscuits for you in the oh, morning yeah, you in the basement. But I, I tell you, I think I can maybe get used to this island life down here in Amelia Island. It's nice. Uh, Jim Phillips, as we told you earlier, will talk with the gathered media here. Uh, this afternoon, you may see some of those comments. He will be with us at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. As we mentioned, we'll feature two big-time contenders in the Atlantic Division. Dave Doran will be here. Dave Clawson will visit with us. Uh, I'm really excited to visit with Michael Offer, the Athletics Director of Florida State. Which will be his debut, That's as a right. matter of fact, on the program, much yep. like what we just had with Kenny Payne. It was a pleasure having him on the show. Yep, I uh, really appreciate Coach Payne. Thanks to Mac Brown, Kelly Gramlich, Luke Hancock, Courtney Banghart, Seth Greenberg, Jim Larinaga, and Dabo Sweeney, all a part of the uh, Wednesday program. And uh, other than the uh, University of South Carolina leaf-blowing gentleman that tried to ruin the Dabo interview, other than that, I thought it went uh, swimmingly well. Yeah, yeah we, did, we did pretty good today. Uh, thanks to Casey O'Brien, Brian Ives, the legendary Jim Milkovich, Chrissy Velez, everybody on cameras, and helping us uh, get this uh, rocket off the launch pad today. Yep, uh, but still business to attend to. Yeah. Again, uh, we'll have the commissioner on tomorrow, demand, and uh, we'll put a bow on this thing. But again, the, the hospitality here, I cannot emphasize enough. They're not paying me to say this. If you're looking for a getaway, this Amelia Island place here at the Ritz-Carlton, pretty, pretty good. Got to tell you. Another trip to the beach for you today? Uh, there may be a visit. A, a short, my wife started to get the head start. See, with all the coaches' wives out there having fun. There may be a visit this afternoon. Maybe, perhaps. Water, big toe? Under no circumstance. <laughs> I will not be in the Atlantic Ocean under any circumstance. The next yeah. time you see me in water, we'll be taking a shower for tomorrow morning's show. I'm, I'm good. Here Thanks. in the penthouse I'm not, suite. I'm not sure we I'm not it. inviting yeah, you. You're in the penthouse suite. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Top floor for Know Packer. your role. Expect no <laughs> substitutes. Packer is in the penthouse. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., another edition of Packer and Durham, live from Amelia Island at the ACC Spring Meetings. Tune into Packer and Durham weekday mornings from 7 to 10 Eastern for the best conversations about everything from the ACC. Find it on the ACC Network, Sirius XM Channel 371, and streaming on the ESPN app.